All right, traders, let's get right into the action that's going out in the market right now. Let's take a look at the SPY. As we got above that 363 level back into the hourly range that was kind of sideways, we keep battling. Now we're starting to hold that as resistance, not what we want to be seeing, of course. We were looking for see if we would maybe get a little bit of a rally, but of course the PCE came in, right? Now PCE did come in a little bit hot. It came in on month over month at 0.6%, and the estimate was 0.5%, so a little bit hot. Remember, the prior reading was 0.1%, so, you know, of course, we wanted to be closer towards that 0.1%. We're not getting... All right, Carlo Gaspi, President and CIO of Insight Securities, welcome back on. Hello, Matt. How are you? It's good to have you on, Carlos. And I know that you are like a lot of investors out there just continuing to watch, see when inflation finally determines to start heading back down. But how do you feel about the overall market? Especially, it's a, it's a tough time right now. It, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been fun because I've been, this is my third time with you and we've had huge swings in between. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, what it is, is that, liquidity is being drained from the market by central banks around the world. And that creates uh, that seeking of liquidity, a mass liquidation of assets and everything trades in tandem. And, and, and that's what I've seen both on the, when it was rallied from June to August or the sell off, everything doesn't matter the sector, everything is down or everything is up. And again, I think that creates great opportunities to um, uh, chain switch horses, you know, uh, in in the going what will thrive in the environment going forward. But you got to see beyond the tiding cycle because so long as this is going on, this draining of liquidity, um, it's a great trading market. If you're a trader, it's fantastic. Um, it's an it's painful as an investor. However, if you have that long-term horizon and you do adequate uh, stock selection, I think you're going to do fine uh, once we're on the other side. I think it's an important mention that you, you're, you're mentioning there is uh, kind of thinking about, okay, so yes, we have this tightening cycle, but what happens when this ends? And do I have my plan ready for that moment versus waiting for that moment to happen and then trying to react as an investor, right? I think we all need to be keeping that in mind. Okay, yes, we're going through this cycle, but eventually the cycle seems to end and actually switch to the opposite end, right? And so that's one thing that I've been noticing. The Fed is playing the extreme and it feels like it's a pattern to me, right? It, at least in my years of investing, at least from what I've seen the Fed do, is it moves from the opposite end of the spectrum. Sometimes it's extremely supportive, and sometimes they're going to move into extremely restrictive. Do you feel that what it, will it really take for the Fed to really go into more of a pivot mode and get out of that restrictiveness and move back towards the middle or maybe even to supportive? Well, you have to see what is the ultimate goal for the Fed. Uh, the ultimate goal for the Fed is to bring inflation down. Their goal is not to create a recession. If they had a magic wand to be able to bring inflation down without a recession, they will do it. So they uh, are, are are trying to walk that fine line. And that is what was 
eroding their credibility before. And so there's a lot of talk, oh, the Fed's late. They kept the loose liquidity for too long. Now they have to overdo it on the other side to compensate, which is going to create a hard stop. But it kind of reminds me of my parents. You know, sometimes my, my parent would spank me and sometimes my parent would threaten to spank me. And sometimes the threat was more effective than the actual. And yeah. Trust me, I grew up with the chancletas, so I, I yeah, know all yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> we know about that. So I, I've been noticing a lot um, uh, Powell's rhetoric, and they really changed. We're going to do whatever it takes to bring inflation down and slay it. And, and so immediately expectations for further hikes have gone up with a reason. However, I still believe they'll be data dependent. And if just the change in expectations changes the demand profile um, and, and inflation starts pivoting, they might not have to go to that extreme. They're willing to do it, and I don't want to call their bluff. However, I, I do think that between the, um, the threat plus the fact that they still have a lot of balance sheet to unwind, that they could continue the normalization of monetary conditions with what it could be a more of a modest recession as opposed to like, you know, the depression that a lot of people are, are, are fearing. And it's um, so that's where when we talked about, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit more bullish going forward because we've had this big sell off. We're retesting the lows right now. Um, and it's not an exact science, but at these levels, remember where we were in June. And it, if, if I was not in the market, I would have missed that huge rally. Yeah. So it requires being really nimble, really disciplined. And if the market starts going up, start taking profits along the way. You know, don't, don't yeah. wait to ring the register at the top saying, Hey, I got a 10% hike. I want to sell a quarter or sell a half you know, and, and enjoy it and, and, and not saying, well, it could have stayed to the very end. And so in a rapid moving market um, with changing conditions day by day, uh, you got to set your goal and saying, if these things get to this level on the downside, I want to buy. And then you set a level for an exit. And if it rebounds to this level, I'm going to sell. And then you put your good till cancel orders for them to execute uh you know automatically as opposed to you hesitating yeah that's one thing that i i see happen often and it right now is a lot of subjectiveness right and so one of the things that we want to try to remove to try to help the probability is remove some of that subjectiveness right we want to be objective i like how you're mentioning there have your targets on maybe entry and exit and try to stick to them right now because it's difficult there's just a lot of noise out there and it's hard as investors to make through that noise. So I do see right now as it being one of those times where the base hits will add up. Now, the one thing you don't want to do is get yourself holding the bag right now, right? Correct. And, and another way to have those little base hits, um, we do use options a fair amount, um, both uh, on the call writing or on the put writing. So instead of putting a good deal cancel order, uh, to buy a stock, I sell a put at the price I want to buy it. I collect some premium uh, 
that I get to keep no matter what, whether I buy the stock or not, I get to keep it. And the same thing with a call. So if I buy the stock, I sell the call at that target I want and I get paid right now. Yeah. And if it stays in between that range, I just collect it on both sides. So, hey, not a bad way to approach it. I know there's uh, more than one ways to skin a cat, they say. Um, Now, one question that I would have, do you feel that the Fed is being too aggressive, which could end up leading to maybe a financial accident? I don't think that they're being too aggressive because the inflation numbers are there. It's they need to show that commitment of whatever it takes to bring it down. Um, however, I am of the opinion that that all that will take or that what we expecting it will take is not going to have to be fully deployed. That I think that we're going to start seeing that pivot ahead of time because it, it comes, you're trying to modify human behavior. So if you're a decision maker in a business and saying, what are my hiring plans? What are my expansion plans? What are my plans? I'm going to base it on those conditions. And what the Fed wants, it's wants to curtail demand because we have an undersupplied world, both because of COVID, because of China lockdowns, war. There are a lot of other factors that there's insufficient labor, insufficient goods, services that drives prices up. So the Fed can only control the demand side, not the supply side. So um, I think that uh, as business leaders, we'll see they're probably going to, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that unemployment will eventually start going up, which is one of the main drivers of wage inflation. Uh, But also there may be investment in, in capital to bring new supply of something that's undersupplied. And that will also help curtail the prices because you just have more goods and services available. Now, I I can't wait to see what is written about the Fed in behavioral finance books in a couple of years. I'm sure this is going to expand further and further. A lot of what you're saying there, too, with that behavior, how do the consumers react? How do customers react? How do companies react here? And they have to adjust, right? They have to. We've been hearing freezings of hiring. We've been hearing layoffs. But one thing that we haven't seen is the labor market really kind of deteriorating. How long do you think it'll take to really start seeing this, Carlos? Well, it's that's the thing. You know, we we lost a lot of workers for COVID just by uh, by you know dying or or being you know uh, incapacitated, and so and and you see it in many many sectors. This hunt for 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 labor and the um, unfortunately, there's such a backlog that is going to take a while. I think you're going to see other indicators uh, pivot before labor. I I wish that the U.S. had a little bit more uh, relaxed on the issuance of visas and importing workers from abroad. I think that would be a big help in, in, in inflation that gets tangled in politics. And and that that's a, that's a sad, sad, uh, that would be an easy solution and it's not being tapped. Now, last question I have is on the housing market and real estate. Do you really see signs of big concerns here, like maybe financial crisis concerns? Or do you feel like this is just going to be a cycle that we need to kind of work through? I think it's a cycle. However, it's very regional. 
because you have some markets that are really, really you know, South Florida. You know, there's some there's just ir irrationality there, and you're going to see some people hurt. As 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 if you're buying something because you're expecting somebody's going to buy it from you at a higher price. That's where how that's how bubbles occur. And so so yeah, so there's bubbles in a couple of markets, but not systemic like it was in 2008. And it was and also the um, the structure of how it was being financed is very different in terms of the you know uh, the the subprime lending uh, that brought the 2008 crisis is not really a big factor here. It's just you know uh, lack of supply or excessive demand uh, will come to um, to equilibrium. So yeah, it's not. Uh, I, I think they have a definitely a big headwind with with higher. Um, higher interest rates and um, and demographically, you know, you have, um, you know, uh, the, the, even though the, the U.S. is one of the fastest growing developed economies, its population still slowing. So demand for housing will go with it. Now, last thing, I'll just leave you off open floor opportunity. Where do you feel that investors should be maybe really keeping an eye on for opportunities after we've had these huge declines from the bear market? Well, definitely depends on where you are in your life. If you're you know, closer to retirement versus you have more time. If, if you're close to retirement, uh, I think fixed income starts to become finally uh, interesting. You know, yields at, at, at these levels. Um, uh, especially if the Fed it succeeds in bringing inflation down, will give you a nice, real positive rate of return with very little risk. Um, if you have a long-term horizon, you're young, you're starting to get investing, um, you're probably you know hurting because you've never seen anything like this before. And but all I could say is that it's happened over and over and over. And so just think about companies that are making money in this environment this may not recognize it and reward it in the stock price right now but eventually profits you know uh, impose themselves and you just need to wait for time so if this line of business i still like healthcare a lot i don't see why that should go you know um, less demand you know aging population you know healthcare um that that's good um ironically with higher interest rates i like insurers um just because they invest the their 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 corpus on very long term horizons, and now they have more opportunities uh, for 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 compounding. So I like that sector, and um, and again, unfortunately for now, anything that's speculative that does not making money right now, um, those they're gonna be they're already down, and they're probably gonna stay down. So if you own some of those, it, it hurts to take a loss. But you already took it. It's just in your head. Might as well switch it to something else. Yeah. And that's that's what I see uh, a lot of people getting stuck in the mentality, right? They probably have a huge loser and they just won't let it go. And I think that, you know, in this time, you need to determine if that company even has a chance to come back to those Correct. levels, right? Because there are going to be some companies that just don't make it back. Yeah. And that's Correct. normal. That's not 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 unnormal. It's it's, it's happened before. I know uh, it happened in the dot com era. It happened in the financial crisis. And so I appreciate you joining us. Like always, Carlos, you have some great insight on 
a whole bunch of different areas in the market, whether we just talked about real estate, the Fed, the overall market and outlooks on different time frame, which I think is really important. You got to know what you're looking at, what your actual mission is and what you're trying to invest for. So like always, reach out to Carlos. I'll make sure that we have his Twitter in the uh, description below and have a great one. We'll bring you back on, Carlos. Thank you, Mitch. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.